everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 215 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today, we're talking all about your current running level. It's important to know where you are if you want to improve, because by knowing where you are and your starting point, you can see the future, set a goal, and then make a plan to get from where you are now to where you want to be. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so today we are going to be replaying for you the audio version of our free workshop from this week, all about the runner's journey. Understanding where you are currently, understanding your current running level will help you know what you need to do to improve. So we're going to talk all about figuring out where you are in your running journey. We're going to help you figure out where you want to be. And then we're also going to give you the system in order to get there. So we hope you enjoy this encore presentation of our free workshop. If you want to see the video version, you can head over to the website at realliferunners.com forward slash the runner's journey. You're going to enter your email and that will take you instantly um, to the replay of this. If you would like to see all of the slides and the video presentation of this webinar, um, feel free to head over there and check that out. But here is the audio version today. Welcome to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today um, for our webinar, our live workshop, um, all about the runner's journey, okay? So got a little presentation ready for you guys here. We're going to get started, okay? All right, so... We are so glad that you guys are here today. Today, we're going to be talking about the runner's journey, okay? Um, we like to see running as a journey. For those of you that might not know us, maybe your first, um, this is your first introduction to us. I'm Angie Brown. This is Kevin Brown, and we are the co-founders and creators of Real Life Runners, and we love helping runners to train their mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success. We help teach them physical and mental strategies to build physical and mental strength so that they can become the runners that they want to be. So today, let's just dive right in, okay? You are in the right place here with us today if you're a runner over 35 who wants to improve your running. Really over 30, you know, once we turn 30, our bodies kind of start changing a little bit, right? And so we really love helping um, runners like from 30 to 60, we even have clients in their 70s, um, still waiting for our first octogenarian client, but I'm sure that we're going to get one at some point, um, that want to improve their running because we have to start doing things a little bit differently as we continue to get older, right? Because our bodies just don't respond the same way that they used to when we were in our 20s, okay? Right, which leads to the second point that you are looking to feel amazing, strong, and proud of yourself as you run, and not just constantly exhausted and defeated and frustrated. That is not a fun running journey. Amazing is a fun running journey. Frustrated and defeated is terrible. Exactly. You're also in the right place if you are wondering how to improve your running. Maybe you've tried things in the past that haven't really worked, and um, you're, you, you're just ready to improve because you're just sick of feeling stuck and you want to get, get forward, move forward, stop feeling um, like you're not making any progress. You want to move on to that next level. 
And that's the whole idea of our runner's journey is it's supposed to be a journey, not that you're just hanging out in one place. So here's what you get today. You get the exact process that you need to achieve your goals. That sounds like a win. (laughs) We're also going to teach you how to assess your current running level so that you can know with confidence what you can do to improve. Okay. So in our 15 plus years of working with runners, we have basically come up with the, you know, realization that all runners fall into one of five levels or one of five stages in their running journey. So we're going to help you figure out today where you are in your running journey so that you know exactly what you need to do to improve. And then once you know where you are, you need to be able to figure out how to set that right goal with confidence and clarity so that you can actually progress forward to the next level. Absolutely. And you'll also, we'll teach you about our training system, which is the most effective training system that will help you achieve your goals and feel amazing in the process. All right. right. Of course, there's some people who probably don't need to be here. And if you fall into this list, honestly, you probably don't need to be here. If you are all about being committed more to your excuses than your goals, this, this is not set up for you. Yeah. And if you always want the easy way out and you're just expecting immediate results, like this is also not the training for you. Okay. We are here at Real Life Runners. We're not about tips and tricks and hacks. We want to help people that understand that running is a journey and that, you know, sometimes it takes some time. Sometimes it takes some work. Sometimes there's ups and there's downs, but as long as you keep moving in the right direction, as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you will get to the place that you want to go. And this training is also not for you if you don't believe that improvement is possible, okay? You have to believe it first. If you want to improve, you have to believe that you actually can improve once you have the right tools, the right system, the right things around you that are going to help you get there. Excellent. So make sure that you hang out the whole time that we're here with us today because there are rewards coming around, including the exclusive opportunity for two free weeks into our group coaching program. Right. We'll give you guys Everybody loves free. We'll give you guys a link for that at the end of, of the webinar today. So just uh, really quickly, we want to go over um, a little bit of why we do what we do and what got us to this point in our lives. Okay. So how our running journeys have changed our life. I think this is really important because a lot of times people think that when they get into running, they're just going to be like, once they find the right thing, then they're just going to be good to go. And they're just going to ride it out. And it's just not that way. It's the same way that life is not that way. There's highs and lows, there's ups and downs. The key is that we can become resilient runners, right? That's really one of the words that I love thinking about when I think about the running journey and what I want runners to become is resilient, right? We know how to bounce back when things kind of get in our way, or we know how to overcome obstacles and we don't see those as stopping points. We want to continue on our journey. So a little bit about me first. I started off hating running. Okay. (laughs) I was not a runner. I hated running because I grew up playing team sports, volleyball, basketball, and softball. And running was always punishment for me. Um, And then when I went off to college, I decided that, you know, I wanted to kind of get in shape. So I started running just to try to avoid or try to lose some of the freshman 20 pounds that I had gained um, when I moved to college. And so that's where I met this guy that is on this call with me. And he was a runner at the time. And he kind of opened running up to me in a way that I had never looked at it before. And so I moved on and I got my doctorate in physical therapy 
and practiced, you know, for 15 years now that I've been um, a physical therapist. And I loved working with runners. Okay. So this was one thing that like, you know, I was still running on my own, but then I also understood that I loved running with runners or I'm sorry, working with runners. Okay. This is a picture of um, Kevin after his first half marathon. And this is one of the things that really started to open my eyes up to my own running journey because I started to believe that it was possible because while Kevin took second place in this race, which is amazing in his very first half marathon, I was sitting there with our three-month-old baby watching this race, and I just saw runners of all shapes, all sizes, all ages, all ability levels doing the same thing. And it really made me think, okay, maybe this is something that I could do also. So this is... um, Let's go back. Um, This is me after my first half marathon, okay? I decided to, I trained for and ran my first half marathon, which really, I just fell in love with running, okay? That's what really helped me fall in love with this whole process and the actual identity of becoming a runner, okay? But then, you know, like I said, sometimes things don't always go as planned, right? I, I, right after that, I signed, I wanted to sign up for my second half marathon. And then I found out that I was pregnant with our second baby. And then after that, I kind of fell off the wagon. I was inconsistent for about three years afterwards. And, you know, trying to just be a mom and juggle it all and figure out how to deal with it. Like, so I want you guys to understand that maybe, you know, I know that this is a common thing that some of you maybe have gotten into running have done half marathons or marathons or have done amazing things. And then something happens in your life and you kind of fall off the wagon or you kind of become inconsistent. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to stay that way. You can definitely shift. And once I shifted my identity and once I realized my deeper why and kind of where I was on my journey, I was able to take the steps I needed to get to where I wanted. Your turn, Kev. Excellent. All right. So my story starts differently. Mine does not open with, I hated running. I opened with, I found running and it was the first sport that I was really good at. Um, (laughs) So the one thing that rolls consistency through this is I'm generally the one in the sunglasses. Um, But I ran through high school and I was pretty good in high school. I actually went to college and walked on to a, a D1 school in college. That's where Angie and I met. Um, But through most of high school and college, really, I had constant injuries that were popping up. Shins were killing me through high school. You know, knees started aching through college. And it just, it wasn't progressing very well for me because I could never seem to stay on track for as long as I wanted to. I felt like I was always coming up just a little bit shy of what I wanted to. I eventually got to a point that I went kind of Angie's direction here and I did not like running and I actually had to completely step back from competing at a D1 collegiate level and I quit the team and I stopped running and I started running again just a few months later because I realized that I actually did love it and I just needed to run on my own terms and I went from that and I got into running and I started looking into training and how to do this whole process on my own and I ended up training for the Chicago Marathon my senior year. It was not the best training because there was still a lot going on with school, but it just opened up the possibility that I could do this even if I wasn't, you know, on the college team with a coach telling me what I had to do every single day. 
So I kind of kept doing that and I, I kept my training. I was training off and on. I was finding some races, some 5Ks, some 8Ks. And I, I signed up and I ran a half marathon and I really went all in and trained very, very hard for the half marathon. And as you, Angie pointed out in the picture earlier, in my first half marathon, I got second place. And I'm like, this is great. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting this correctly. This is something I can do. And I kept training. I signed it up for, for a marathon. I got second in a marathon. And I thought, I've, I've got this figured out. This is what my running is going to do. I'm going to sign up for marathons and half marathons, and I'll finish top three. So this is going to be phenomenal. Eventually, if you kind of click forward a couple of them, I think one shot forward, there it is. I won a marathon. I won the Fort Lauderdale Marathon, and it was amazing. I'm like, this is it. I've peaked. Now I can just I run marathons, and I will win them. They give you the finish line when you win a marathon, which is a very cool prize. Um, and I thought that I had this thing all perfectly figured out. And it turns out that I did not at all have this thing figured out. Cause just a few months after winning that marathon, I then had the first of a series of seizures. And what I ended up was not getting more marathons, but in fact in the hospital. Okay. And that was my first one. And I thought, okay, that's a seizure. Maybe this something weird happened. We met with a, a neurologist and they said, you know, actually a large number of the population actually just has one random seizure at some point in time in their life. Maybe that's what happened. And so I just kept on training. And that was me just a couple of weeks after I had a seizure and ended up in the hospital. I won a local 5K. I went really quick on that one. And I beat those little young kids next to me and it, it felt awesome. And then I was back in the hospital with another seizure. And I kept on training and pretending that it was not a big deal. And then I ended up back in the hospital. That's the picture of my third one with the staples in my head. And that was the one that I had in front of our daughter. That was the one that on New Year's Eve, I was trying to take a nap with her so that she could stay up till midnight. And I fell out of her bed and dropped onto her floor. I hit my head on her bookshelf and was bleeding on her floor and shaking. She had to go get mom so that they could drive me to the hospital. That was not the training that I wanted. It wasn't about getting a finish line. It wasn't about how fast I could get my time. That was showing me something was not going correctly in my training. I may have been going fast, but I certainly was not doing it in the most healthy manner possible. Right. And, you know, it's important to understand that we didn't just immediately think of, like, something's going wrong with our running, right? But this is like, you know, we, we were looking for answers, right? We went to three different neurologists. We had all these tests on. They couldn't figure out anything that was wrong with Kevin. So this is when we started to do our research. We reevaluated everything about our running and our health. We tried to figure out what could possibly be causing these seizures. And so that's when we just like realized it, it led us to realize that, you know, our running journey has ups and downs, right? Like Kevin thought like everything was going so great. He was winning marathons and half marathons. And all of a sudden he had this health crisis that just kind of popped out of nowhere. It also helped us to realize that pushing hard all of the time and neglecting other areas of our health does not work. Because Kevin was really burning the candle at both ends. He was staying up till midnight, getting up at 5 a.m. to train. Like he wasn't getting enough sleep. You know, we were doing pretty well with nutrition and things like that. But we really wanted to develop like this whole idea of really what it means to be fit and healthy. Because what we realized is that being fit 
is not the same thing as being healthy. A lot of times- I was so convinced that they were the same. I really thought that if I was fit and I was running fast, that meant I was healthy. And repeated trips to the hospital were proving that was just not the case. So- Yeah, you know, and you can see this in other- areas too, right? Like bodybuilders or professional runners that have like terrible hormonal imbalance or that loss of period or these kinds of things. Like sometimes people that are really pushing hard in fitness sometimes do this and sacrifice their actual physical health in some ways, you know, that have, they have bone deficiencies and they end up with stress fractures and all sorts of issues because they're pushing so hard and they're not taking care of themselves by getting enough sleep, by making sure that they're fueled um, properly with the right nutrition. And like by training in a way that supports them as a person also as well as a runner. Okay. We also like, and so that's basically what this slide says, you know, to move ahead in our running journey, there needs to be a balance in the way we train. And I realized this same thing with my story too, right? Because I fell off the bandwagon and I was just, I kept comparing myself to previous versions of myself. Like, oh, well I was, I ran a half marathons and then I just felt guilt and shame. Like, why couldn't I stay consistent? I didn't understand it. Right. And that's when we realized, you know, that we needed to incorporate so many different things to make us both fit and healthy. So if we fast forward to today, you know, running is not only a part of who we are, but it's also something that we love to help other people with. Um, I run consistently for fun, even though I used to hate running, right? Um, And I challenge myself to improve. And I've made a lot of really great improvements over the years. Whereas I now am doing a whole lot less comparing myself to others, I'm still chasing times as best I can, but I'm not doing it at the expense of my overall health. The times are still there, and that's great, but I'm not ending up in the hospital afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so our entire life changed the moment we decided to become real-life runners and own our own running journey. And we created a training system that really allowed us to improve everything about our running and while also building a strong and healthy body and a sustainable lifestyle in the process. I always forget to click on these things. (laughs) And if we can do it, so can you. And that's what we're going to help you guys learn today, okay? Because we've also been able to help other runners to change their mindset, find joy in their running, run consistently without injury, and achieve goals. So we know that it's not only us, okay? We've been able to help hundreds of runners. Um, Our numbers might even be in the thousands at this point. I really should calculate that um, to really do this in their own life. So... If you are ready to improve your running, these are the three steps that are absolutely essential for you. Whoop, I lost it. I was trying to admit somebody here. I'll keep admitting them. You keep rolling. Okay. (laughs) All right, hold on. Give me one second here. Um, Okay. Step one, assess where you are. Okay. This is number, this is really important. And we're going to go over the runner's journey today and teach you guys the five stages so you can figure out where you are. Step two, determine where you want to be, right? Like this is, we're going to go over goal setting and how to know if you have the right goal for you to actually help get you unstuck and get you moving forward in your journey. And then step three, we want you to follow a proven path to get there, okay? You don't want to just throw darts at the wall and hope something sticks, right? Like, or in my case, as an Italian, some, some pasta at the wall and see if it's ready, right? To see if it sticks to the cabinets. You have to follow proven 
systems and approaches and plans to figure out how to get from point A to point B in the best way possible. All right, so step one is the runner's journey. And this has taken us a while to figure out that over the years and years of working that there are in fact so many different stages that runners basically progress through as they continue running and training. Mm -hmm. You've lost your view. Don't worry, I'm, I'm getting it back. It's coming. There we go. All right, so let's start with stage one of simply running for fitness and what that means. This is how a lot of people get into running. They get into running simply to try to stay in shape. Like that's just one of the things that they do. Maybe they run at the gym. Maybe they can't get to the gym, so they go out and run. I know a lot of people fell into that world in the last couple of years here of the gym disappeared, and so I can go outside and I can run. Yeah. And this is my story. Okay. Like I definitely started off in stage one, just running in order to get in shape, in order to get fit, in order to lose weight, right? Like there's a separate goal and running is just the way that you get there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if, if this is you, you know, you prop, you may or may not consider yourself a runner. Like you, you, you say that, you know, I run, but I'm not really a runner, right? Like, Oh, I run when I go to the gym or if the gym is closed, I run outside, but running is really kind of a means to an end for, for people in stage one. Yeah, exactly. It's a means to an end. And stage one is not really where we all want to live. Okay. If, if you're here today in all likelihood, whatever stage you're at, and if you're one, feel free, you can put a one in there and say, that's where I am right now. But most of us are looking to level up. And so to level up from stage one, there are some certain important things. And one of them is curiosity. Mm -hmm. which is actually going to be one of the big things of how to always level up is maintaining curiosity of what else can I do. But when you're at level one, you're really not sure because the main focus is I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight, whatever it is. And running seems like the plan rather than simply running to the means of running. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times when people at stage one, they like, they get into running originally just for fitness, just to get in shape. But then they start to realize like, Hey, this is kind of fun. Or like, they like the feeling while they're running, or they like the feeling after the run, you know, they get, they start to experience like the runner's high and some of those um, really great hormones and feelings that we get from running. And they start to kind of get curious, like, hmm, I wonder like what would happen if I actually like trained for something like this is where, um, and like Kevin said, curiosity is really one of the best emotions that is going to help you in your running journey. So as we go through these stages, guys, let, let us know in the chat, which one sounds like you. So do we have any stage one runners here? Let us know, say me over in the chat or stage one. I have been there. Oh, well, I, I was definitely not there, but I've, I've certainly been, I think we've all been there. Like yeah. I didn't start there. I, I fell back to stage one mm -hmm. after I kind of stopped running in college and then got back into it, which was the curiosity of, huh, now that I'm all on my own, I wonder if I can run a marathon. Mm -hmm. And so many people jump into that one. Okay. Yeah. Now what can I do? Can I sign up for a half marathon? Right. Which kind of starts prog progressing into the fair weather runner. Right. So fair weather running is also a common stage. Okay. But people at this, so there's two things that we look at here. So people that are in stage two often have difficulties being consistent. Okay. They're often looking for motivation or trying to use sign up for races to use races as a way to be consistent. And there's really like two people that we see often in stage two. One is that person that's like lacking the motivation and just can't figure out the way to stay consistent. 
And the other person is someone that is there because running, um, because they, they constantly become injured, right? This is what we're talking about um, here. This is like the next part of stage two. It includes runners who are inconsistent due to injuries, aches and pains. Like, you know, it might make you think that like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Or you look at other people and you're like, well, they can be consistent. Why can't I? Or, you know, every time I start running um, and I start increasing my distance, something pops up, right? And you're not making progress the way you want to. The body's just not cooperating. You feel frustrated, confused, overwhelmed. And a lot of times people end up questioning like if running is ever going to feel good. Okay. So let us know if stage two sounds like you, like, is it, and if you're in stage two, is it because of injury or is it because of motivation? Right. The stage two issue, if it's injury, there's a lot of things that can come up because of that one. And you're very right that you question if running will ever feel good. And if it doesn't, then am I just really not made for running? And on the other side, if you just keep signing up for race after race after race because that's what keeps you at the door, knowing that you've put money down to sign up for that next race, so you better do something to train for it. When races disappeared, did your whole running world get completely derailed? Yeah. Or were you able to keep going? That's the kind of things that tend to show up in level two. Right. So if you're ready to move on to level three, you've kind of figured out how to be consistent. And the aches and pains are no longer limiting you from running. So that takes us to stage three of consistent running, okay? So if you find yourself in stage three, you consistently run three to six times per week, okay? You love running, you consider yourself a runner, right? You might even be doing some cross training or other exercises to help help support you as a runner, right? But at the same time, you're just kind of like, a lot of times when we see people in this stage, it's like they have their loop, right? They go out and they run three miles, three days a week, and they have the same loop that they do, and, and they're just good with it, right? So it, it's kind of like stage one where they're running to stay fit, but in stage three, you really do identify as a runner, right? Like, but maybe when you're in stage three, you might think to yourself, I run a lot, but I don't really seem to be getting better. And then you might start getting more curious, right? Like, so you're wondering, well, can I get better? Like, you're wondering, like, well, I wonder if I could run faster or if I could run longer. Like these are signs that you might be ready to move up to, to a level four. Okay. But in general, you just want running to feel better. Whoops. Um, you want running to feel better and you want to start seeing progress, right? You want to see what else you're capable of, right? People that are in stage three are like, they've got that consistency nailed down, right? They are able to go out. They're not really limited by like aches and pains. They can go out and they can run their thing, but they're just really not progressing. They're just kind of doing the same thing consistently day after day. Yeah, we got we got some stage three. Monique says that she feels like she's in all three stages right now. Yeah. Of, you know, the the stage one is: Are you running purely for external value? Like, there's something out there of I just want to get in shape. Whereas once you get to stage three, you've got a routine. Like you. One of the big differences between one and three, I think, is that acceptance of, yeah, no, I'm a runner. That, that's, a, that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a runner. And this is what I do every week. If you pulled out a training plan of a random week in January and a random week in April, it doesn't matter. This is what you do during the week. And it's an idea of, 
okay, how do I go beyond that? How do I go from consistent to actually improving without accidentally derailing off into stage two where I get hurt all the time? Exactly. I'd like to improve. I'd like to get fast, but I, I still want to feel better. Yep, exactly. Which takes us to stage four, okay? Goal-driven running. So if you are in stage four, a lot, oftentimes you run consistently and you have a goal that you're trying to achieve, right? Oftentimes, people that are in stage four follow a training plan that incorporate different types of runs, maybe some cross training. But a lot of times what happens in stage four is that we're so focused on a goal that we wonder, are we doing enough? Am I doing enough? Which can lead people to overtraining, okay? Maybe you're sacrificing sleep and recovery in order to fit your training into your life. Maybe you're pushing too hard all the time. Maybe you're not fueling well. You're not thinking about those other areas of your health that not only play into your running success, but also your health in general, right? A lot of times people in stage four can find themselves kind of in this um, like conundrum essentially, right? Like, of, am I doing enough? They, they question that, which unfortunately leads to what we like to call the backslide. Okay. Oftentimes goal-driven runners are so focused on their goal that they end up overtraining or not getting enough recovery or sacrificing other areas of their life in order to achieve that goal. And oftentimes, unfortunately, this can lead to a backslide to stage two. Right. So then you, you're pretty confident that you're a stage four runner. Like, no, I've got my races. I've got my goal. I've got my plan, but you're actually just living in stage two because yeah. you are just having brief, brief stints during the year where you're not injured, but right. you're really just on a longer injury cycle. It's going well. And then I'm hurt and it's going well. And then I'm hurt. And tragically you're living in world two. You just think that you're up in in, in four because you've got a plan. Mm-hmm. This is, if you've ever looked into how do I train, what's the best workouts, what should I be eating? What should I be doing? It starts to feel overwhelming of how do I incorporate all of these aspects of running into my life? Cause I need to do all of these things and you end up giving up certain things. And often what you end up giving up is the recovery and that leads to the injury. Right. So let us know, do you guys, do we have any stage four runners here in the group? And then stage five is what we like to call the real life runner. Okay. So once you get to stage five, you are still a runner with a goal, okay? You're driven to challenge yourself and continuously get better, but you now understand that there needs to be a balance to your training, okay? You prioritize your health over your fitness. And I mean, but obviously we want both, right? As runners, you want to be healthy and fit. It's just important for us to understand that they're not the same thing, okay? A lot of times people think, well, if I'm fit, I'm healthy, like what Kevin was saying earlier, but they're not the same thing. But as runners, as real life runners, we want both. We want to be fit and strong, but we also want to be healthy. And we don't want to, you know, chase our goals like to the detriment of our overall health. And that's one of the big aspects of the stage five runner is they realize that to be as fit as possible, they can't ignore health, Mm -hmm. that their overall fitness is actually going to improve by focusing on their health Mm -hmm. by saying, Oh, I don't need to get in that run today. I need to make sure that I get enough sleep because in the long term, in the bigger picture, not what is my fitness going to be by the end of this week, but my 
bigger picture is going to continue progressing up. Not, I'm going to take two steps forward and then hurt and two steps back. And then two steps forward and another injury and two steps back, but actual steady progress. Right. So when you're in stage five, you're running consistently three to six times per week. Okay. And this changes for everybody, right? Depending on your goals. But again, you have a goal that you're working towards. It could be a race. It could just be you know, better health. It could just be mental health and, you know, relaxation. Like you have a goal, like you want to challenge yourself and get better, right? So you follow a plan that incorporates strength training, mobility, other cross training. You prioritize sleep and recovery and fuel your body well as an athlete. You know, a lot of times people get into this idea, especially when you enter running in stage one, running for fitness, a lot of people are have a diet mentality, right? They're in that mentality of restriction and limiting what they eat. They're trying to lose weight. And that does not work well when you become a runner with a goal because you are an athlete and athletes need to treat their bodies differently, okay? When you are in stage five, you realize that being a runner is the same thing as being an athlete. And this is one of the big realizations that not all recreational runners even understand or will admit to themselves, right? They're like, oh, no, 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 I'm just a runner, right? Because they think an athlete is like something higher and bigger, right? But it's not. You are an athlete if you are a runner, right? And you have to treat your body that way. You have to train your mind. You have to train your body. And you have to train your skills, right? You you want to push yourself, but you also know when to pull back, right? When to listen to your body and honor your body, okay? So that takes us to our little map here that we've created about the runner's journey, okay? So tell us in the comments, now that you know all five stages, where are you now? So I want you to say now and then a number and then goal and then a number. Okay. Like where are you now and where do you want to be? Okay. We've got lots of good stuff coming into the comments of people yeah. that are falling into multiple that have climbed through stages and then fallen back mm -hmm. through stages. Right. Matthew has, has worked from one to two to three to four. He's just worked his whole way through. Exactly. He's found the map. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? And this is why the running, the runner's journey is not linear, right? It's not like once you get to a stage, then you're just there forever. You know, the goal is to get to stage five and that's where you can be forever. We want to help all of you get to stage five. That is the biggest goal, right? Because when you're in stage five, you accept that it's a journey. You accept that there's highs and there's lows. You understand and you learn how to honor your body, how to train your body in a way that doesn't just beat yourself down. You change from a place of love for yourself and love for your body, okay? A lot of times when we're in the lower, the, you know, earlier stages, we want to change something about ourselves. We want to change how fast we're going, how long we're going. We want to change what our body looks like. And we run almost as punishment, you know, like that's how I got into running. Running was punishment, all of my sports. And so that's, that was my mentality going into it when I started to become a runner. But when you're in stage five, you understand that running is a way that you can take care of yourself and you start to honor yourself in that way.
Yeah, and you can see on this this journey that all of them have their own pitfalls. That you can get to four and feel like you're almost there, but you always take that that dotted line of sliding back. It's like a game of shoots and ladders. You know, you're climbing all the way up, and then oh, and I've slipped all the way back because you get so focused on trying to hit a goal, trying yeah. to hit a certain number of miles per week, a time on a clock, and you forget the bigger picture. You're so focused on that external validation that you are a good enough runner because you've achieved that goal and boom, you slide back down into the inconsistent injured runner. Yeah. Because so, when you take that final step and you jump up to level five, then sure, you still have those goals out there, but missing a number on a clock does not completely derail you. You can say that was a successful race. That was a good training cycle. Even if you end up not having the same you know, end result out of the race that you were hoping for. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds like you guys are really understanding this and identifying with a lot of these levels, which is great. If you feel like you're currently unsure of where you are, I would choose the lower level. Okay. Like, you know, think that like, if, if you can identify with some things in stage two, you're in stage two. Okay. You haven't nailed stage three yet. Okay. So to be in stage three, you have to be running consistently. Things aren't getting in your way. You have to understand that, you know, you've got that consistency piece nailed down. All right. So if you're kind of waffling between two, put yourself in the lower stage with a goal to get up, right? With a goal to move up in the stages. And who, here's the cool thing that I want you guys to understand too. You don't have to move every, through every sting, single stage. Like you can see that here, right? In whoop, didn't realize that that was. So from one, you can go to two if you want to, which can go to three, four, five, but you can also skip from one to three and go into the consistent runner. I don't have the arrow here, but you could really all go from one to four or even one to five. If you start learning this stuff properly. Okay. So I would say, Robin, if you're in one, don't aim for two. Okay. Two is the inconsistent runner. Your aim should be at a minimum stage three. I want you to really aim for stage five, right? You don't have to like, when you're in stage five, again, you're going to start to incorporate a complete training system that we're going to go over with you guys now. Okay. Um, yeah, Chad, I think the interesting question about consistency is at what point are you considered consistent Four week, eight weeks, six months, et cetera. It's different for everybody. You know, I think that like, and again, this is brings us to a, a big point that we want to make also is as a runner, your runner's journey is your own, right? And every single runner's journey looks different than anyone else, right? You don't have to have the same goals. There are going to be runners out there that are runners for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and never run a marathon, but they're still runners. And there are runners out there that want to, they have only been running for five years or 10 years, and they want to start getting into ultra marathons. That's their journey, right? Your journey is your own. And please, do not compare it to anyone else's, okay? This is one of the most important things that I want you guys to realize, all right? Your journey is yours. Figure out where you are and we can help you get ahead, okay? So step two, determine where you wanna be, okay? Which is where what a lot of you guys are starting to do here, which is great, right? Because you have to know where you wanna go so that you can actually get there, right? Setting the right goals are going to help you like help to guide you on your journey. Your goals are kind of like a beacon. They're like a lighthouse off in the, in the um, distance so that you know you're moving in the right direction.
goal setting done right is not simply, um, this is my big goal. This is where I would like to be in 10 years. You should have that. There should be a big goal out there. Like Angie pointed out, like a lighthouse off in the distance. Okay. If you break out your phone and you ask it to go from point A to point B, it needs to know where point B is. Like it needs to have that. But if I'm sitting at a stoplight here in Florida and I, you know, plug in the direction of, well, let's go the other direction. If I'm sitting at a stoplight in California, because I did ultimately drive from California to Florida to be with that woman on the screen there, um, <laughs> that first move can't be drive east. Like there needs to be the big goal of where am I ultimately going, but there needs to be the smaller goals also. So yes, you need your ultimate goal, but if you kind of keep clicking forward here, there's also the shorter goals. What's your one-year goal? What's your 90-day goal? What are the smaller steps? I need to know that my first move is a right turn at that intersection, not just head east. Mm -hmm. Like you need big goals, but you also need smaller goals along the way. Yeah, exactly. So this is the way that we like to teach goal setting. And this is not the way that everyone teaches goal setting. We like to use a process called reverse engineering. Okay. So a lot of times people will talk about smart goals and they need to be specific and measurable and achievable and results driven and time oriented. All of that is great. Okay. I like using smart goals as more short term goals. Okay. Because I think ultimately we need to know what our ultimate goal is. What is your ultimate goal? Like, is your ultimate goal to run a marathon? Is it to just keep running for the next 30, 40 years? Is it to run a half marathon? Is it to get faster? Or do you have a certain time in mind? Like, what is your ultimate goal here, right? Um, and so once we know that, we can reverse engineer. We can take that and we can start to break it down. We can break it down into, whoops. Ah, oh, darn it. I missed, I, I missed the thing again. Hold on. Let me get this real quick. Um, let me get this. All of a sudden, uh, this, our puppy is like on top of me right now. Okay. So after we know what is your ultimate goal, then you break it down and like, what is your one year goal? Okay. Then from there, you can break it down even further and you can say, well, what is your 90 day goal? That's how really we like to train our runners. Okay. We set new goals every 90 days. So if you have, like, if you're a new runner and your ultimate goal is to run a marathon, you need, you don't want to do that in three months. Okay. Couch to marathon is not a success. It's not going to be successful long-term. Okay. I'm just going to go out in there and say it like, and it's not saying that you'll never be able to run a marathon. Part of goal setting is understanding the appropriate timeline that is involved with your goals and doing that in a way that's not going to sacrifice your health and the rest of your life to get there. Right. You can incorporate these kinds of things into the rest of your life. Ooh, I like these goals coming through here. Um, who has a huge goal for sure? We've got some BQs, um, half marathon. This is great. So once you understand those ultimate goals that you have for yourself, then you can break it down, okay? Reverse engineering is really the best way to set that. So then you kind of break it down. Okay, from how long do I think it should take me to get here? And then you break it down and then you can create a plan which is our step three, you know, create a plan to get from point A to point B and make sure that it incorporates more than just your running. All right. Which takes us to the real life runners training system that we've created, um, to train mind, body, and skills. All right. All three are necessary. We like to use the analogy of a three-legged stool because a three-legged stool never wobbles, right, Kev? That's right. Three-legged stools are the best. 
I wish I had one in my class. <laughs> so when you have all three elements here, that's when you know that you're training everything you need to set yourself up for success, not only in your running, but also in the rest of your life. So we think about training the mind. We need to think about mindset, okay? Beliefs, goal setting. Those are the important things that we like to focus on. We also need to train your body with strength training, mobility, nutrition, recovery, those things that are actually going to keep your body strong and healthy and actually build the strength that you need to achieve those goals that you want to achieve in your running. And then finally, the skills that you need to learn, okay? Running is a skill that can be improved. So you need to learn how to assess your effort level. You need to learn how to listen to your body. You need to um, be able to learn how to pace yourself, improve your running form, improve your breathing. All of these things you know, play a role in your success as a runner. Tyler, let's go into a little more detail here. Your running mind, you got to take a a charge on this one, but you need to really become aware of your thoughts Mm -hmm. because your thoughts control everything. If you, and this goes way back to the very beginning of if you're here and you don't think that your goals are possible, then they're not. Okay. You have to believe in the possibility because your thoughts are your beliefs. And if you're telling yourself, that's my goal, uh, maybe I hope I get it, you're not. You have to believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So when you understand that essentially your beliefs, you know, people are like, well, I just need to find, believe in myself more. Beliefs are simply thoughts that you continue to repeat to yourself over and over. So when you learn how to control your thoughts, you can create new beliefs within yourself. Okay. Because what happens is, your thoughts create feelings, okay? And all of the actions in our life are driven by our feelings, right? That's why people are constantly searching for motivation because they know if they're, if they're feeling motivated, they're more likely to take action, right? Because all of our actions are driven by our feelings. And obviously, our actions then create the results that we have in our lives, okay? But all of this stop starts at the top with our thoughts. If you can change the way you think about situations and completely shift your mindset, it's going to change everything else in your life. Then you get into your running body. And so many people think that a training plan says how many miles to do every day and what pace should I do them? And your training plan is so much more than that. If you're not putting in appropriately running centric strength training, mobility work, if you're not learning how to appropriately fuel your body, you're just eating whatever it is. You know, there was an old running book that used to say, if the fire burns hot enough, it doesn't matter what the fuel is. Yes, it does. You need to make sure you're putting the appropriate fuel in and that you are prioritizing recovery, that your training plan, if you're the kind of person that is just like, ah, I'm going to squeeze in an extra two mile, you need to have the word rest written on your training plan so that you know that that is an off day, that you know when and how you're fitting off days into your schedule. It is way more than how many miles and how fast. Yeah. Um, are you guys incorporating all of these things? You see, you know, Monique saying lacking strength training and some fuel. Yeah. And this is the part we want you guys to start realizing, like all of these things play a role. So when you can realize where the deficits lie, then you can start to, to correct them, right? You can start to take steps to improve on those areas. When you're just confused and overwhelmed because you, there's so many different information and you're just trying to rely on tips and tricks and hacks to get you where you want to be, 
it's all over the place, right? There's, you need a system so that you're directed in your goals. Okay. That takes us to running skills. All right. First we want, we can teach you guys how to understand effort levels and pacing. Okay. To sum it up, and you know, we have an entire training academy with audio and video lessons to teach you all of these skills, okay? And we're going to tell you a little bit more about that at the end. But to sum it up, make most of your runs easy pace, okay? Easy pace means that you can hold a conversation without a problem. Get your body, and then once most of your runs are at easy pace, then you add in speed work one or two times per week, which can either be like speed intervals where you're going at a harder, faster pace, or tempo and threshold runs, okay, where you're kind of going at that medium moderate pace and trying to hold it for a longer period of time. Because by getting your body used to different paces, you help give your body different adaptations. Yeah, excellent. So many people kind of skip over the whole running skills section. Sorry, I was working through the, the chat. Um, they, they forget that running is an athletic thing, that running is something that you can train to get better, that it's not just go out and run and you'll automatically get better. If I gave you a football and said, here, throw this, throwing it over and over again would not just magically make you a better quarterback. Right. Like you actually have to train how to run so that you can get better at running. Right, exactly. Um, we also talk about form and breathing, right? Because when you can improve your breathing, it will allow you to run longer without getting so tired. You get more oxygen to those working muscles. And by improving your running form, you essentially improve your efficiency so there's less wasted energy. There's more energy that you can use to run faster and longer and less just getting wasted, okay? And then finally, creating habits to um, support your chosen lifestyle, right? That's a skill too. Habits, you know, creating those habits that are going to support you are really important as well. All right, so let's recap this thing. The three steps to level up your running, know where you are, know where you want to go, and have a plan that incorporates all aspects, to have a plan that incorporates mind, body, and skills. doesn't just incorporate miles on the road. Mm -hmm. How many miles can I pound into my legs before I break? That's a level two mindset. Yeah. Okay, take yourself beyond that. Take yourself beyond that. So at this point, you know, you might be thinking like, I feel like I haven't really reached my full potential. This is a lot of things that we hear from a lot of runners, right? I'm stuck in the cycle of injury. I want to improve, but I'm inconsistent or I'm not sure how to do it, right? I want to run faster than blah, 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 like than that other person or than a time on the clock. Um, and so, you know, maybe we're not sure what brought you to um, – this workshop today, you know, maybe you're frustrated by your lack of progress or you just feel stuck and you just want to figure out how to improve. Okay. So hopefully now by now being in this workshop with us, you now know that stage five of the running journey rocks, right? That's where you want to be. You want to be in that real life runner stage. You want to be in the place where, you know, you understand the balance of your training. You know how to fit training into your real life. And we want you guys to understand that like nothing that we've shared here today is just like something that we've just, I mean, it is something that we just made up, but you know, it's something that we made up and also have proven over years and years of working with runners. Okay. We've helped thousands of runners to achieve things that they never thought possible, you know, from PRs to improved lung health. You know, one of my favorite success stories is actually my best friend who was never a runner. I wanted to develop a, a running program 
for absolute beginners, someone that's never run before. And she's had severe asthma her entire life. And long story short, she trusted me because we were best friends, did my running program, continued running, has now run multiple half marathons. And for the first time in her life, she went to her pulmonologist and her PFTs, her pulmonary function tests came back normal. And her pulmonologist was blown away because of the way that she shifted into being a runner, fueling her body well, getting enough sleep and recovery, all of those things that basically helped all of that chronic inflammation in her lungs subside, strengthen her lungs, strengthen her muscles, strengthen her breathing to help her become, you know, a runner and have not only be more fit, but also like completely change the outcome of her health and how she, you know, she used to get sick. Anytime she got a cold, it was like on a uh, nebulizer and like breathing treatments and steroids and all these things. So this means so much more to us than just helping you get faster. Okay. Getting faster is awesome, but like, why would you want to get faster? Right. I think that most of us want to get faster and want to run longer to prove something. Like we want to challenge ourselves, right? We want to feel more connected, alive, and joyful in our fitness quest, right? It's so helpful to be supported along your journey, right? By other people exactly like you, or at least similar to you, right? Um, if you're ready to improve not only your physical health, but also your mental health, this, that's what the runner's journey can do for you. That's what being a runner is. And then, you know, are you ready to also live in alignment with who you are and the goals that you have set for yourself? You know, when we feel that disconnect, a lot of times it's because we're, we know that we're not treating ourselves in the way that we should be. Okay. Yes. And all of this is completely possible. You point out that great example of, of one of our friends who managed to basically heal her breathing. Uh, we've had other athletes that keep giving us updates about how many you know pounds they've lost. And every time they, they uh, pull themselves off of another blood pressure medication, you know, this runner came to us and had already completed multiple marathons and was still on a slew of medications. And now because the goal isn't just knock out another marathon, the goal is the bigger picture of health. The pounds keep coming off, not because that's the goal, but right. the goal is overall health and the pounds keep coming off and the medication keeps getting reduced. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's down to like one medication where before uh, he's he down on, to his last one. Yeah. Before he was on so many. Um, so the question, obvious question here is how can you apply this system, right? Cause now that you know this information, that's great, but how can you actually apply it so that you can move on to the next level? Okay. So Here's where you have a choice, right? You can do it the harder and slower way, the trial and error method, where you kind of take a little bit of what we've taught you today and try to apply it. Or you can do it the faster and more effective way by joining the Real Life Runners training team. Okay, guys, we have put years of experience and research into our program. Everything that we do is science-based, science-backed, okay, to help you, not only science-backed, but also proven in runners of all ages and abilities, okay? So what is the Real Life Runners Training Team? It's our complete step-by-step -step system to transform your running and also your life, okay? Um, it's designed to take you by the hand without any missing steps or confusion just to get you to where you want to be and is the quickest and most effective way to get from point A to point B. So what exactly is it, Kev? 
Yeah, well, here's the thing. It is the quickest and most effective. It is not make it easy. It is not make it full of hacks because that's not the quickest and most effective. A hack that works for one person does not work for the other. It is an all-encompassing system. It starts with the fully online coaching group. We've got resources. We've got coaching calls. Everybody gets a training plan within this for whatever you're- You're you're getting ahead of us. (laughs) You're getting ahead of me. (laughs) Keep clicking. All right. Start with a training plan that is made just for you, whatever it is that you're aiming for, whatever the the distance of a race that you're aiming for. Are you just trying to end up building up your, your overall mileage? The training plan is designed for you. And like we said, it's not just numbers and distances and paces. Sure. It's got your running workouts, but it also has strength. It's got mobility. It's all put in there. So all you have to say is, oh, that's what's on my schedule today. That's what I'm doing. Right. You also have access to our full training academy and full strength academy where we have audio and video lessons to help teach you all of the things that we talked about today, mind, body, and skills. It also has strength circuits so that you just basically push play and follow along and do the strength exercises. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I designed these especially for runners to hit the muscles that we need as runners to get stronger, okay? We have live weekly coaching calls, right? This is the support we're talking about, okay? We want to help you level up not only in your running, but also in the rest of your life. And we have, you know, you have two coaches that are here ready to support you. You have a a whole team um, that is there to support you, which we're going to talk about in a second. You get daily reminder emails for all workouts, okay? Every member of our team gets a training plan, an, an individualized training plan based on where you are right now, what your goals are, where you want to get to. We load a training plan into an app on a website. You get daily reminder emails for all workouts. Like I said, I'm a PT, so I'm here, right? People ask me questions all the time, and I ask them questions to try to help figure out how we can get those things, those little niggles and aches and pains that start popping up, get, we get rid of them before they turn into something, okay? You well, get the think, recipe library all family tested and, and family approved. Right. If they don't taste good, they're not going in the library. They just right. aren't. Um, oh, Karen, thank you. Your running program has helped me tremendously. I'm so happy to be a member. We're so happy you're a member too. Um, and then we also have a team of other runners supporting you on your journey. Um, this is something that sets us apart from a lot of other coaching programs out there, okay? Um, we have team discounts. We have fun monthly challenges. So many more things. Like It's a lot of good shots from the plank challenge you've got there. Yeah, I mean, we basically consider ourselves life coaches for runners, right? Like we want to help you master your mindset to not only improve your running, but also the rest of your life. Okay. So what's the investment, right? Obviously to, you know, when you want to improve anything in your life, you have to invest, you have to invest time. You have to invest your energy. You have to invest money a lot of times, right? Um, So you could, do all of this, right? Like with every, all of the resources that we have available for our training team, it's like having a personal trainer, a physical therapist, a nutritionist, a sports psychologist, you know, all of these different things. Like you essentially get all of this if you, when you become a member of the team. So all of these things here could add up to thousands of dollars, not, a men- not to mention all of the time that you would waste and spend just getting to all of those appointments or trying to figure this all out on your own by researching everything. But I think everybody grasped, I mean, you've hit it here and you've got it. Everybody grasped that you need to put that investment in in order to actually stay committed to it. This is why so many people just keep signing up for races. 
They're like, oh, well, I've already paid the money for the race. I better do the training. If you want to do the training correctly, why don't you put the investment into yourself? Mm -hmm. Then you know that you're going to follow through on that. Don't just say, oh, I can find it. Trial and error, the slow method, I'll figure it out myself and hang out there in the injury cycle. Find the quicker method, find the easier method and surround yourself with people that are going to help you on that journey. Yes, there's investment. It's an investment in yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, we want to try to help as many people as possible. So that's why we've made this such a low investment, like $39 a month. Like you can't even eat out for that anymore. You know, like one takeout meal, you're going to spend $39, right? Like if you think about what you can get for 39 bucks, it's like a, a complete no brainer, right? So if you want to achieve your goals, guys, this is the program you've been waiting for, right? Because when, if you just download a generic plan, there's so much that you're missing out on, you know, and we let you know about that today. Okay. We're, I'm going to kind of go through these slides, last slides quickly. There's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. You have a 30 day money back guarantee guys. We don't want to, we're not tricking anybody into anything. We just want to help you. Okay. So if it doesn't work, you email us and we'll give you a refund. Okay. But um, let's see, will the real life runners training Academy work for me? Yes, it will. Okay. Here are some, um, of the runners that we've helped. Um, this is Diane. She's, she keeps hitting PR. She just knocked out another 10 miler PR. She ran a, a 10 mile race last week and knocked off five minutes and four seconds from her previous, from last year. Um, you know, we've got Sue here who, you know, her goal is just to keep running it for as long as she can. And, and I put, we put Sue on here because we want you to know that yes, we train, people that are hitting BQs, but we also train everyday runners that are just doing this to better their health. Okay. Um, Claire did her first half marathon and she's PR'd multiple times since then. Right. So we want you guys to just take a minute and imagine feeling proud and accomplished as you cross the finish line, training with joy, confidence, and clarity, living the healthy lifestyle that you've always wanted achieving goals you never dreamed possible, being healthy and fit for the rest of your life so that you can live life on your terms, okay? This is one of the things that we are the most passionate about. We want to let make let you live your best life, okay? So all you have to do is commit to yourself and follow the plan, all right? So here's a little recap of everything you get, okay? And then... Like I said, stay till the end bonus. We want to give you guys two weeks free, okay? Two weeks free, no strings attached. You come try it out. If you cancel before the end of the two weeks, no harm, no foul, okay? Um, But I think that two weeks, you're going to get to see all of the amazing resources that we have ready for you. And we have a team focus, uh, like a monthly focus um, every single month to kind of dive deeper on a lot of these topics, okay? This, this link is not quite ready yet. Right after this call, I'm going to post in um, to make sure you get those two weeks free. And if you sign up in the next 24 hours, you'll also receive a free Real Life Runners training team tank. Okay, we'll get that sent to you. We're giving um, away tanks? Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, I mean, to get the training team tank, you do have to stay beyond the 30 days. Okay, I will tell you that. Um, but... Two-week trial, okay, 30-day guarantee, and then if you're there in month two, that tank will be sent to you for sure, okay? So if you are ready to run your life and achieve your goals, head over to yourrunningplan.com and get yourself signed up. All right, right. you hang out and answer some questions. I got to go because I got kids banging on my door. Yeah, Kevin's a teacher, and he just got his lunch break on. So 
I am here to answer any questions that you guys might have. Um, so go ahead and put those in the chat box for me. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Um, anything on, you know, the program or your runner's journey or anything specific about your running um, that you would like a little bit of clarity on. Uh, Monique, I am following another training plan. Would I have to stop that plan if I went with this? No. Okay. We have um, runners that just, that have other coaches as well. You know, to be quite honest with you, we have um, people that already have a running coach that they've been working with for years and they use us to work on their mindset and their strength training, right? Because some people have coaches that don't give them strength exercises. Um, and so they become members of our team to kind of get those supplemental things. Um, and, you know, if you would want us to, we could take a look at your training plan and make any recommendations that we might have. That's up to you. Okay. If you don't want us to see that, that's fine. And you can just have access to all of our resources, all of of our strength training um, circuits, all of our nutrition, all of our weekly coaching calls, you know, so that if something's coming up, you have somewhere to go. Okay. Um, so we'd be happy to work with you on that training plan. If you find like that training plan is, you know, working for you, you know, a lot of times if you know that something's working, it's a good idea to stick with it, but you definitely want to make sure that you're incorporating strength training, cross training, mobility work, all of those other things. Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. All right, yourrunningplan.com. Get your two weeks free. We'll see you guys inside the team. Bye. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one -on -one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.